Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast with me, Jilly Smith, and a brand new feature called How to Cook Like, in which I chat to food writers and chefs about their culinary philosophy while they make me lunch. What a genius idea. This week in the first of the series, I'm learning how to cook like Ayurvedic wellbeing coach, co-founder with her sister Melissa of wellbeing brand Hemsley & Hemsley, and writer of East by West, Jasmine Hemsley, who we met in last week's podcast when she gave us a slice of her life. As Jasmine explains to me over a hot stove, Ayurveda is an ancient Eastern philosophy stretching back three to five thousand years, which suggests that our vitality, well-being and happiness is all about the way we eat and how we think about what we eat. Now, some medical experts dismiss it out of hand, but for millions of people, not just in India, it's a way of life, including Jasmine and husband Nick who believes it transformed her vitality when she was a model in her early 20s, working too hard, sleeping too little and eating on the run. As she showed me how to cook a warming Indian staple on a cold winter's day, she gave me an overview of this ancient tradition. OK, so we'll be making kichari or kichri or kichdi, if I'm even close to pronouncing it right. And this is a classic Indian dish and very much an Ayurvedic dish and, you know, Ayurveda is began in, in India three to five thousand years ago. It's a bit like a risotto in texture. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a bit like a porridge. It is completely versatile. You can make it really stodgy, you can make it really thin and soupy and light. And um and it uses herbs and spices mm. um to flavour the rice and the mung dal, which is nature's medicine cabinet. And you can really tweak this dish to suit you and how you're feeling right now. So it's mm. a really nice, easy one for the repertoire. Yeah. So it's wintry outside. Mm -hmm. It feels a bit like it might even snow. What would the science of life, what would mm -hmm. Ayurveda say mm -hmm. to just a winter Monday? So winter Monday. So we can really spice it up because it's very cold. That's why I've included a bit of chilli. We can put even more ginger in there to kind of keep us warm and keep yeah. us uh, warm from the inside out and stoke our agni which is um, what we call the digestive fire in, yeah. in Ayurveda. Yeah. So the Agni is not just the stomach, it's that whole kind of, I guess it's the gut. It's yeah. everything that digestive we're talking system. about now in the West. We, mm. we, we're going on about the gut and how important digestion is, as if we've just discovered it. Yeah. And yet Ayurveda's been talking about this yeah. for three to 5,000 years. Hippocrates was talking about this 460 years BC. Yeah. You know, that's why we had those rituals around eating, because food and how you digest it is everything. Yeah. And Ayurveda also believes that how you digest and process life mm. is everything. So if your agni is not strong, mm. you'll probably um, understand it as when you're just not getting over an incident very easily. Okay. They'll almost say that you're not processing or digesting your experiences. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're feeling your agni is firing nicely, it's very lively, you just become a bit more like, oh, 
you know what? Yeah. Ah, it happened. Yeah. We'll chat about it next week. It will be fine. Yeah. You just, you just you, you're more resistant, yeah. more resilient. It's more water off a duck's back. Um, and and importantly, in planetary terms, in sustainability mm-hmm. terms, mm-hmm. you know that getting out of uh, tandem with the way that we live. Yes. Look at what we've done to the planet. Absolutely. Within those terms, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me. You know, we yeah. really lost our way with food, yes. as we know, for a long time. We're yes. coming back to it. We're yes. taking great, lots of enjoyment out of it. But I just I just think it's for me. Our environment affects us. Mm. If we cannot understand ourselves and how to look after ourselves, I just think, is it any wonder we've allowed our planet to... We've become self-obsessed machines, you know, robots. Um, We don't sit with ourselves. You know, meditation is obviously something that man has been doing for thousands of years. And I can't think of any more time that we've needed it any more desperately than now. Exactly. But now when we're so it's all about stimulated. slowing down, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah. So right. balance is what it's all about. So mm-hmm. what are we going to do? So first of all, I'm going to show you how I will quickly come home and make um, a dish. So I will measure out roughly, or actually I don't normally measure out, but just so that you know. Um, I'll do a cup so that we can all eat with Nick. Well, we are cooking like Jasmine Hensley here. So if you don't measure it out, we're not measuring it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make sure I've got enough for you. But I'll do roughly a cup then mm-hmm. um, see very roughly and uh, you could make it more um, you could make it more ricey so have more basmati rice by the way they, they use basmati which is the king of rice and it's got a much lower glycemic index than other white rice yeah. so I'll put that in there I'll give it a quick rinse no sieves there you're just doing it no I'm a bit lazy it goes down the drain well, well, well. but it didn't but it well, didn't well. Okay, so that's me on. This will just simmer away for 20 minutes and then we can prepare the veggies. Mm-hmm. Now, you can don't have to put veggies in this at all, mm-hmm. but what's so nice is, you know, as you come into more kind of winter, you'd end up putting kind of leafier greens in, uh, kale, uh, cavolo nero, um, you could put in there some parsnip and some turnip and things. Um, so you just adjust it as you go along. You're not actually peeling those carrots. You're no, because these are organic. Off. Yeah, so just leaving off. the peel on is yes. just extra goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, in Ayurveda, because it's all about digestion, if I had an apple with a tough skin and my digestion was poor that day, I would peel it. Okay. It's your call, yeah. you know. How are you feeling? Is digestion good? Then you can get through anything. Mm-hmm. Digestion not so good, don't force yourself things that will give your body extra strain. You've got a cold, don't give your body extra work. It's that kind of idea. Uh, you know, Ayurveda gives us a different route to looking after ourselves, a different way of understanding ourselves, which is, for me, the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then from there on, you know, as I say to people, I didn't, you know, Ayurveda came into my life very slowly and surely. And it just made, I didn't have to even work hard at it because once I was like, ah, oh, now I, I get that. Mm. And then the rest was intuitive. But I was allowed to, you know, it gave me, it gave me the option to think in that way. Whereas most of us were going, have I had anything green today? Did did I do this? Is this okay? Kind of thing. Take me back to the moment where you decided Ayurveda was your thing. Okay, so the background to my relationship with Ayurveda came over years and years and years and years. There was never a eureka moment with that particularly. Although one thing that helped particularly was yoga. I really got into yoga. The second thing was learning to meditate uh, 10 years ago. Ayurveda is the science of life or the knowledge of life. The, it came from this Vedic civilization that existed 5,000, three to 5,000 years ago, they say, in India. And um, from there, yoga was also born. So to be a yogi is to put Ayurveda, being the science of life, into practice. 
So that's what yoga is. Yoga is the, the yoking of the mind, body, spirit. Um, it's not just the asanas or postures as we know it. The, the core is to basically unite your mind, body, spirit. So everything you do, the way you cook, the way you speak, the way you... Um, you structure your day, your lifestyle choices are all basic to make your life easier mm. and to make um, you feel more balanced and in harmony. Yeah. So that's what it is. But we in the West have only gotten into the, the postures and then we're slowly getting into the mindfulness aspect and the meditation aspect. And I think from there we start to talk, uh, feel more confident about talking about mental health and spiritual health as well as physical health. Yeah. So you are doing your yoga practice yes. and you've already been a model and decided yes. that actually you couldn't continue with the way that you were eating and living your life before. The modelling started when I was 20, 21 and I realised that food, I didn't feel as good as when I ate my mum's food or my own cooking. And, you know... Um, back then, so what that be early, early two thousand, we had eateries starting to pop up in in the UK, didn't we? In London, you know, you could, mm-hmm. you could just grab a sandwich or or get a jacket potato. You didn't have to think about your food, whereas before mm. we'd always have to pack it, right? Mm. And then I started to feel a bit rubbish, and I thought, and I started to look into different philosophies of of eating and cooking and, and feeling well, and that's where Ayurveda just kept popping up. And it was something that I'd never heard of from anyone else except a tiny bit in yoga, depending on what teacher you went to. So I didn't know, you know, the, the language seemed so esoteric and um, some of the concepts seemed very far out there. But it kind of explained to me why if I ate very late at night, I didn't sleep too well and I was starving when I woke up. It also helped me to understand why my mother's food, which was, you know, my mum's Filipino, which was, this, and my dad's English. So we were very much into stews and very cooked foods why that felt so much better in my body than to eat what was kind of considered healthy back then, which was low-fat cream cheese, celery sticks, um, crackers, uh, low-calorie breakfast bars, and a very low-fat diet in general, actually. And I thought, but I feel better when I eat proper fat, and I feel better when I eat stews and um, and that kind of thing. So Ayurveda kept some kind of answering questions... um, and so I kind of implemented the things that I understood and made sense to me, mm. and they became part of my routine. So I, I moved in a, earlier. I, I kind of realised that how I felt in terms of my mood, in my energy levels, was all about when I ate my food and how I ate my food, mm. rather than what, mm. which was which was huge because in the West it's all about what's on your plate. You know, the macros, the micros, uh, the nutrition values, the calories, and actually. I've, I've worked out if I ate more intuitively, so for example, if I'm cold, I'll have something hot. If I'm hot, I'll have something uh, more cooling. And if I made my main meal at lunchtime, oh, such a difference to my sleep. So that sleep. was your sort of epiphany. Yeah, really. really. Yeah. And, and, you know, over the years I've had, I don't really have digestive issues like anything that's been diagnosed, but I think digestive issues are a problem of mm. our modern day mm. because we eat on the run. We mm. eat when we're stressed. We eat all the time because food is around us. The smells of food are around us. Um, and the whole ritual around eating, I feel, in in, in modern uh, culture has gone out the window. Mm. You know, we text while we're eating. Mm. We do emails while we're eating. We chat. We have very, you know, we go out for dinner. You know, we, we, we kind of book the latest restaurant or we look forward to meeting with friends. And there we are paying for a really expensive meal. But we're interested in each other's stories and we're hearing, oh, this terrible thing happened to me or this incredible thing happened to me so you're having all these emotions while you're eating your food 
I'm going to put my carrots in because they will cook longer. But obviously, if it was leafy veg, I'd put them in later. Yeah, so that water hasn't actually come to the boil yet. No. So you're going to put your carrots in with the dal and the rice. Yeah, the mung dal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you can see I had two types of mung dal. I used this one, which is still got the green jacket on it mm -hmm. so as you can see i'm not actually a proper chef i don't cut these properly i'm not that's not really the point of who you are you're a well-being coach yeah. and you're a yeah. food writer you don't pretend to be no a, a, i just came into this because i was cooking professionally for people but as in i was being paid for it yeah but it was more because as I'm, a coach as a coach yeah yeah so i put that in there give that a stir and let that start cooking I'll just do one carrot for now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I'm going to do any onion because I've had quite a rajasic weekend, so Ooh, to speak. What's that mean? So rajasic is the energy that's very kind of like it's punchy, I'd say. So I've been very social. I've been hanging out with lots of friends. I've been having wine. I've been having you know a lot of onion in my diet. Both of those things kind of fire you up, okay. um, which is great. But if you think about it, you know modern life is very fired up anyway mm. you know so i'm just going to keep okay. it with some nice ginger to stimulate instead i mean ginger is just more heating but it doesn't have as much of the rajasic um elements you obviously don't want to go too hot on that because if it's still heating it's like it's almost distracting you know that feeling of having yeah. so much chili in your mouth or garlic it's it. like yeah it, t it takes your focus away, exactly exactly ginger gently heats yes and it, it's interesting because i feel like a lot of the foods that are very popular now are the ones that take your focus away mm. because we are so overstimulated mm. nothing else can break through mm. so what i love about ayurvedic dishes and for anybody who's actually not a fan of spices or curries or chili is actually it's almost like I mean, you could give it to a baby it's mm. really when i say spiced i don't mean chili i mean what we've got here which is cinnamon cardamom uh, cumin fennel turmeric um you know a bit of black pepper so it's using spices that are very medicinal and you can tweak them to make yourself feel better but the the levels of them are much more like think of a really bland mac and cheese you know that just kind of does it for you sometimes with a cup of tea you know it's that kind of meal that's what ayurvedic comfort food is right so now that that's cooking we've got the split mandal carrots and basmati rice the white basmati rice i'm going to make a tarka which is basically like the tempering or frying of spices. And then you fold that through the dish mm. and you're done. So a taka dal is mm -hmm. dal with fried onions spices. and spices yes. folded through. Exactly. I never knew that. Yeah, so um, you could make this another way. I think I mentioned it earlier, which is I could start with a pot, fry the spices, then put the rice and the mong dal in, mm. and then let it all in one pot. That's mm. a way of doing less washing up. Mm -hmm. But generally, for, as a time saver, I get the mung and the rice cooking first while I prep my spices and okay. vegetables. In over here, I've got a frying pan. I'm just going to... And this to... is ghee. You always use ghee, don't you, rather than... Um, I mean, sometimes I use coconut oil if I've run out of ghee. Um, but yeah, ghee is, is very important um, in Ayurveda. They use it in, in health preparations uh, all the time. Um, and India is, you know, a very vegetarian kind of country. And so dairy plays a huge part... Yeah. Um, in making sure they have a wide range of nutrients. And do you know why they clarify it rather than just use butter like the rest of us? Um, it's I think it's it's more difficult to digest. 
when it's got the milk protein in. Okay. And also you can go to higher temperatures when it's just the fat. So ghee is just the fat oh. of the butter. So it's really just the golden essence of grass, if you like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they use ghee in their puja ceremonies when they they put it into the fire as a kind of like a offering. Because mm. imagine how long it takes to make ghee. Yeah. You've got to milk the cow, then you've got to make the cream, then you've got to make the butter, and then you've got to clarify the butter. So it's a big process and it's showing, you know, how important that is. Right, I'm going to just take some fresh ginger, but you can use dried as well. When it's when it's a powder, it's cooked and ground. It has different it has different properties, and that's why actually, if you if you find some recipes, they ask for fresh and cooked because it yes. even has different flavors. So I'm going to fry that so off. So you wouldn't presumably then you wouldn't need to cook your uh, ginger powder in the same way. Um, most spices are kind of cook, roasted and cooked, but I think roasting it again. It depends if they're dried or ground or not, but cooking is a very important part of accessing the nutrients. Yeah. So that goes into there. So you can be as generous with the ghee as you like, depending how you're feeling. If you're feeling very in your head, the ghee helps you to really ground down. You know, it's, it's like a weighty comfort blanket. If you're feeling very heavy already, you would just use less ghee and you'd really ramp up the kind of more stimulating um, aspect. Then I'm going to put in some... This is my little uh, spice tin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some cumin. Now you could crush these or you could use ground. Sometimes it's nice to have the different textures and uh, flavours. Also, this tarka, if you did start off cooking the spices in the beginning of the meal, you could then use this as an extra oomph of flavour if you okay. fancied it. Yeah. So those, that chilli and the lemon and the red onion yes. and the garlic, you're not going to use that? Yeah, I kind of pulled them out earlier and then as I'm cooking and as I'm smelling, I'm kind of deciding what I want to put in my meal. Chilli... I might taste it and then see if I add a bit. Yeah. Lemon, I usually quite like a fresh squeeze of it through. Yeah. But this is the beauty of it. You can, you know, you we can all sit down to this very kind of basic meal and we can almost add our own tweaks mm-hmm. by ourselves. You know, even just cooking a meal is part of the meditation and that has been huge for me. The taka has now gone in. Well, I put some I put some uh, broccoli in towards mm-hmm. the end for the last uh, kind of five minutes. Mm-hmm. I've put the taka in, which is the spices cooked in ghee. I'm going to give that a mix into... Oh, that gives it a beautiful depth. Yeah, as well. It looks really lovely now. And the smells, of course, have changed completely from yes. this sort of very sort of bland. Earthy, yes. Bland. Earthy, bland kind yeah. of smell. Yeah. Um, so I put, also put some salt in there. Mmm. Mm-hmm. It's very cinnamon and ginger. Mm. I think that's quite nice. I might just do some quick mustard seeds. Okay. Um, and then I think we're good. So we're there. We're there. We've put the target in. Um, I tasted it. It was delicious. Mm. I decided I want to put some mustard seeds in, so I quickly mm. sautéed that off. Pop that in. It's ready to go. And then I'm going to put a bit of lemon as well Lovely. in there because it's cut through. It's very mm. delicious. Some shallow bowls. And then I also popped in some black pepper, which we can also pop um, put in on the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love it because black pepper is basically, that's the Ayurveda in everybody's homes, you know. Mm. We all put black pepper on our food. And both black pepper and salt are, um, are digestives as well as making the food taste better. Yeah. Are you hungry, Julie? But, you know, the great thing is we've been standing over it and that's all part of digestion. That's all part of being present with the meal. We watched it come together, um, the alchemy of ingredients. And you can find Jasmine's recipe for kitchery online at deliciousmagazine.co.uk. 
There'll be plenty more How to Cook Like with Gul Mella, Ramael Scully and Zoya Jonio, just a few on my list of lunch dates over the next few months. Next week, I'm back with 2017 MasterChef winner Salia Mahmoud Ahmed and her treasure trove of Indo-Persian recipes from the Mughal Empire. So subscribe if you haven't already done so and I'll appear as if by magic on your podcast app. I'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.